Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hello there, it's Mike Williams. It is uh, April 25th, 2016. We are uh, nearing the end of the fourth month of the year already. Pretty astonishing, as you might imagine. The markets in general have entered that ho-hum window we had suggested for the last week or two, as earnings season has not only dawned, but is picking up speed. In fact, this particular week is the week that sees most, uh, the highest number of earnings reports. Hundreds of companies will report, many from the S&P 500 And while earnings have been mildly better than expected so far, surprise, surprise, in fact, uh, forward earnings, as we look forward, have turned upward for the first time in four quarters as the uh, impact of energy was felt across the spectrums. Uh, So that uh, continues to go on the pathway we had expected. The chop we've seen over the last week or two is a healthy pause, uh, though I still admittedly stand on the side of the field where I'm hoping for a shift to more of a pullback. Uh, Remember, we've talked often about the idea that the energy building under the surface of our economy is significant, and the future is quite a bit more positive than many people perceive, which we'll discuss here again But the point is, is if you have that positioning in demography, history has shown us that dips and corrections are your friend. And those are significant opportunities to build for a surprisingly positive future. Uh, I would reiterate that if we get through a lackluster earnings season without more of a significant pause in prices, the markets may very well be telling us that they've already overcome the near-term headwinds, the chatter of energy, the problems associated with the dollar, strong or not. And they're moving higher uh, onward to valuations, uh, which are going to be surprising. Uh, Again, matching the demogronomics pathway ahead that's already been covered. It's worth repeating, think demographics not economics, meaning we want corrections to take advantage of as short-term thinking will remain ineffective and, for the most part, unprofitable. Uh, Speaking of short-term thinking, uh, here we are approaching the end of of April, and one can already uh, see the headlines about sell in May. You know, it's an annual ritual. Uh, We hear the same thing over and over. The videotape is just updated. We all hear it in our minds as red ink starts to flow and we think, oh gosh, Bob, maybe, maybe, maybe it's right this time. You know, we did recover from the start of the year's panic selling. We've gone from ridiculously oversold to now somewhat overbought. We're, we're back to that resistance I keep hearing about, which, by the way, has held us in place for 18 months now. And here it is, May, uh, boy, maybe we should sell and go away. Look, it's an easy bug to catch. 
simple bait to take, and much of the crowd does. But know this ahead of time, I have yet to meet in 34 years a client who was able to sell in May at the proverbial highs and then find the low where they were supposed to go back in sometime before October, which, by the way, is when all the lows take place. In line, the, the fact of the matter is this is way too short-term thinking. It provides a whole host of head pains that are simply not required if we keep our eye on the ball. The barbell economy we are running on is going to be in place for a few decades. That's 20 or 30 years we're going to be able to use the very basic same backdrop of massive shifts in the economy. Certain sectors will do very well. They will certainly have corrections along the way. But if you know the long-term picture is positive and full of tailwinds, then corrections are good. So instead of the sell and may banter and the uh, nerves that come with it, we're far better off continuing to use whatever corrective waves we might encounter as fields of opportunity to shop and build within. Yes, of course, they can be ugly near term. Just recall the first six weeks of the year for an example. However, values are real and accrue over time to those who can remain patient and diligent focusing instead toward the long-term horizon ahead. So, look, we stand by the idea that markets in general tend to discount forward earnings, and surely more so when fears remain high under the surface. Even in the last 10 days, we have seen the bullish sentiment readings, and some of the largest national sentiment surveys are still only a few percentage points above where they were in 2009. So look, fear remains rampant. You just need a few bad days for it to show up. So again, on the positive front, forward earnings for the S&P 500 are now up for the sixth week. This is a, an 11-week high from a 10-month low that was just reached back in early March. In other words, as we begin to round trip as we've discussed before, remember, we only have another quarter or two where we round trip the entire catastrophe in the energy sector. And as we do, shockingly, we're going to find that it's been clouding the rest of the earnings. And the earnings are pretty solid. In fact, not only are they solid, forward earnings are now just 3.8% below their record high way back in October of 2014. By the way, the markets are basically in the same place, <laughs> which corresponds almost directly with the earliest signs of damage in the energy sector and the highs in the markets, leaving the broader averages to run in place for the last 18 months. So be prepared. Recall the confluence of events at that high point of October 2014. It was the burgeoning fear about the collapse of energy and the strengthening dollar were the two major headwinds. Like I said, another quarter or two, and those are going to be completely round-tripped. The surprise will be that sooner rather than later, forward earnings will begin to accelerate again from an even higher base after what will become a very mild pause in price, but fairly lengthy in time when seen in the rearview mirror. 
hence like a broken record, pray for corrections. And if we get a summer swoon thrown in to boot, all the better. We all know by now that the investment world is filled to the brim with research reports and data splicing. Intelligent and educated people generally like to think they will benefit from careful study and accrued knowledge. While it seems unfair, the investment world is different. A little knowledge can be a dangerous thing. Add this to the simple fact that emotions play such a huge role in the way we interpret data, and you fall back to the odd idea. We must have a larger backdrop to fulfill and understand the targeted benefits of a long-term view and investment plan. There are many examples of how our minds and emotions will continue to provide many speed bumps ahead. While today's morning note podcast is in no way intends to cover it all, a few thoughts are helpful in pushing you to step farther and farther back to get better results. Let's start with a few things I picked up on in other articles as I read over the weekend, which mirror what's been covered here before. The rules for interpreting data are changed to fit the perceived conclusion. The trick is that the perception shift can come from the, the provider of the data or the recipient of the data. Uh, I always play a joke on people in their minds. I remember when I was a kid, I was uh, getting a Camaro for my first new fancy car. I'd saved for it for years. And I, and I remember at the desk when I was deciding what color it was going to be, I said, you know, I love this royal blue color because, first of all, I love the color. But secondly, I, I remember saying, I've never seen it in that color. I've never seen this car in that color. So I ordered it. It took six weeks to come in. And it's funny, I remember being excited about the day. And the dealership was about, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes away from where we lived. And uh, I'm not kidding you. I had gone from the dealership to my home and saw the very same car five times. <laughs> so so our mind does play tricks on us. Um, so in markets, it looks a little different. I call them the damned if you do, damned if you don't syndrome. Uh, and think about these perspectives of just the last couple of years. Expensive oil was terrible for us, and it was going to drive hyperinflation. Well, guess what? Cheap oil was terrible for us, too, and it was going to cause deflation and debt collapse. QE and the printing of money was going to cause hyperinflation. Well, guess what? The loss of QE, too, was supposed to be bad for us. The weak dollar was forever going to knock us from world power and you guessed it, a strong dollar is going to hurt us apparently even more. Recently, the bears have often spoken of the divergence of small cap stocks. The Russell 2K is what the small cap stocks lie in, and it's interesting that if you listen to the news, when the Russell 2K is leading the market, it's frothy and at risk of correction. And when the small caps lag, it's divergence and a warning of impending doom. Is your head spinning yet? Well, I hope a chuckle has come to mind because this goes on all day long, every day. The lesson is the same. The only solution for this mess is to know the agenda of the source and to step way back from the noise. While agendas are rarely 
provided. We do know this from way back in the early 80s when I started. Everyone talks their book. So you have to have a really big picture because short-termism simply doesn't work. It spins you in circles and defies all investment plans, large or small. Here it is. Count people, not money. Think demographics, not economics. We are in far better shape than we can possibly imagine. Everything we thought we knew about yesterday will change tomorrow as Generation Y kicks in with more power than we are currently expecting en masse. Generation Y is just taking the reins. Generation Z are just youngsters. Still, they're only 0 to 10 years old, but they're birthing at the same rate as Generation Y, meaning we have two huge generations of demand and creation building in the pipeline of the United States of America. The rest of the world should be so lucky. Hope these thoughts have been helpful. Join us again on the next podcast. And until then, thanks for your time. May your journey be grand and your legacy significant.